The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Better late than never, I always say. No, it's been a tough week, especially with the loss, and uh, everybody gets emotional regardless of what the situation is. We certainly got some cheese whiz on our whizzer. I'll tell you that right now because we got beat down very hard. Last big loss like this was San Diego, and last embarrassing loss anyway, so two for the season. And, uh, well, we're going to get into that and so much more here on Better Late Than Never, show 177. Yeah. Yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oaktown. Oh, don't you know? Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Well, Raider Nation, on this show, 177, we got for you, of course, the post game for the Cheeseheads. It was ugly, and we'll just talk about it a little bit because I don't want it to hurt anymore than it already does. So we'll talk about that. We're also going to hit on Russell. Talk is cheap. That's right. Tired of hearing the talk. Let's put this young man in, and we'll hit on that, of course. Now, here's an interesting one. Papa Monty to the Raiders. That's right. Lane Kiffin's Papa. Could it happen? Could you work with your dad? I don't know. <laughs> It'd be a tough one for me to work with mine. But I know this. If he came to Oakland, our defense could change. We'll talk about that. Of course, we'll do a pregame for My Little Ponies. That's right. The Colts are coming to town. Peyton Manning in the powerhouse. It is the AFC defending champion of the Super Bowl last year. Yes, we got them this year, too. So we'll hit on that, too. Of course, we will hit the Raider Nation podcast comments form section, and I'll be skipping around hitting all that and that kind of stuff. So, Raider Nation, was it a beatdown? Well, yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the cheese ads and the post game. Fans up here like a colder, drinking lots of brewski and puking in the bleachers. Oh, gosh darn it, don't you know? I'm a cheesehead baby. Well, Raider Nation, we beat ourselves. That's right. The Raiders once again came out in great form and great function and beat ourselves with penalties at the wrong time, bad penalties, bad throws, bad judgment, poor running, bad special teams. Every phase of the game was, you know, some bullshit. You know, when Lane comes out there, the cold, the cold didn't miss tackles, the cold didn't do this, the cold didn't do that, but... Notice he had a beanie on. He was dressed up, warm as could be, as those guys were out there trying to make it happen on the field. I don't give him any excuses either, but please don't throw that in their faces because cold does matter. I don't know about you guys. You see Jamarcus Russell. He is not a cold-weather quarterback, obviously, because all you could see were just a little bit of his eyelashes sticking out of the, the cap that he had on. Crazy cold, and they didn't like it. Josh McCown. Once again, he is a gladiator. He's a tough guy, but I think Lane Kiffin is way 
off base with this cat. The fact that he played this game, everyone, come on now. You know yourself. You were thinking, oh, God, is he going to be the good Josh or the bad Josh? Is he going to be the Superman Josh or the Bizarro Josh? And, of course, we got Bizarro Josh with not only two interceptions. I was waiting for an ambulance, an air ambulance, to land on the field and take him away because I thought that would be the only way that Coach Kiffin was going to take him out of the game. It is a bullshit decision, Coach Kiff, not to change your quarterback when he's jacked up. Not only is Josh not good when he's healthy, but when he's jacked up, well, there you go. Need I say more? We have a quarterback. We have four quarterbacks. We have a quarterback named Andrew Walter who came in, and for as gallant as an effort as he wanted to put in, we already lost the game. It was late in the fourth quarter. And he still threw his spirit, he, and he felt good. He looked good out there. He, he might be a decent choice, but no. We're going to hit Josh again against the Colts. That Lane Kiffin is just poor coaching. Poor coaching fully, and I'll say it to your face, partner. Don't get me started. i got to get on the, the Colts game uh, pregame here, too, so I'm not going to get too much in a roll. But this game, the defense was pathetic. Ryan Grant? Who the hell is Ryan Grant? Before this game, did you know who Ryan Grant was? Did you know they even existed in the NFL? Ryan Grant laid down 156 big yards against our porous, weak-ass defense. Now, I'm sorry to be a little harsh, whatever, but fuck, man. This is a fourth quarter of the season. This is the last quarter of football, people. Effort was weak at best. Tackling was juvenile. It was dodgeball. It was everything but tackle. Please push me, shove me, beat me, whip me, but don't tackle me because I'm going for an extra five right now. The three runs in the first series that this cat had on us, I think it was 7, 9, and 16 yards. That was on third down, incidentally. Our defense was gassed. By the first drive, Route gets punked <laughs> for an 80-yard TD. Leckler has his worst game ever. It just goes on and on. You know, I thought we had an opportunity to win this game. Really, honestly. I know, I know. Say what you will. I'm taking those happy pills, whatever it takes. But I sincerely think thought we would at least... At the very least, give them an issue. I thought this would be a perfect time to make a statement that the Oakland Raiders have turned a corner, folks, but evidently, no. I'm not trying to be a naysayer, but I'm telling you, the truth speaks loud when it's on your television screen, and it said everything. Now, Ed Cockley, or Hockley was really named, but I call him the Cockley because he's a cock. Because he is an asshole and has been against the Raiders every single game. He, he's the only referee, me as a fan personally, when I see him in there, I think, oh gosh, we got two big time penalties and bad times coming. It's funny I should say that because incidentally, we did have two bad penalties at the worst times this game. Not that it would have changed the outcome very much because Jerry Porter's gallant Yet lucky catch in the end zone. The duck that flew that didn't get shot out of the sky 
That's right. McGowan's duck was picked by an athletic, of course. Very good. Thank you, Jerry Porter, for not making it a fat zero, which it was ever so close to being. I don't want to think about this game again. The only time I want to think about Green Bay Packers is when we go in and we have a team that can actually do something. This is twice that they've embarrassed us. I mean embarrassed us. I don't mean just beat us. I mean just beat the shit out of us. The cherry on top of this whole game was when Lane Kiffin neglected to throw the red flag on an obvious out-of-bounds play on a run-back touchdown. Everybody in media was saying the same thing. I was saying the same thing. He stepped out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds. Throw a red flag. I thought it was an automatic. What was he worried about losing a timeout? Losing a timeout? Is that how paranoid we've come? Have we come to that point? It was a huge turning point in the game. And I cannot even believe that the staff upstairs didn't tell him, throw the fucking flag. And it was taken so nonchalantly, oh, well, I guess that's the way it is. Well, hell, I, I didn't take it nonchalantly. I was pissed. I was pissed after the game. That was a huge, huge miss. That's huge. That's seven points, people. That's a giveaway. Here, take this touchdown. We'll come back and get some more. That's what you're saying. And guess what, Lane, baby? It didn't happen. You better get your coaching staff together. You need to fire somebody or choose some ass. And I'm telling you, man, your play calling was gay. No offense. It was weak. I don't know why you, I guess because they're a good team, you wanted to be conservative. Forget it. Fucking forget it. Play your best players, not Josh McCowan. You should have played Walter from the beginning. And you know, 99% of the entire fucking Raider Nation knows that shit. Lane, you're pissing me off. Your coaching decisions in this game were totally out. Let's not have a coach that's Superman one week and Bizarro coach the next week. And that's all I'm going to say about that game. But that was some bullshit. Okay, well, let's see now. After that wonderfully uplifting event, (laughs) hey, man, it is what it is. Like I said before, you can't get too emotional. Obviously, I ain't taking my own advice. So let's talk about this, shall we? Let's just move into the next story. Russell, talk is cheap. Russell, talk is cheap. First, let me say this. His first outing was good. We've talked about that already. The quarterback debacle in Oakland is a freaking joke and has been cited so, of course, by mainstream media, along with every other problem we have. We have four quarterbacks, folks. 
And let's not forget Walter is one of them. Why do we have four quarterbacks? I don't know. I can't begin to guess why we don't have an extra lineman. Offense or defense. Why don't we have an extra defensive back or free safety? No, we have four quarterbacks. One of which was the number one pick last year, Jamarcus Russell, who in every doggone interview I've seen him do is ready to play football. I'm sorry, people, but if you don't see that, then you got to be pretty, pretty thick. Look at him. Look at his mannerisms. Look at his eyes. Listen to how he answers questions. The man is ready to stand up and take this team. He's ready. He's ready. Now, I remember when Manning first came in, he looked like a deer in the headlights. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, that's Eli Manning. Philip Rivers, the same way. Oh, I'm ready to take this team. Oh, deer in the headlights. We got to give Russell a chance. But there are a couple theories out there. You know, this is uh, part of an article by Ori. I love the, her take. I understand where she's coming from. And I'm just going to paraphrase in kind of my own thing. But I'm using her, some of her, her article here. There's two theories, really. One is you let the quarterback sit on the pine, learn from the veteran, understand the defenses, learn how to read them, learn how to change the plays, and all the nuances of being a quarterback in the NFL. Not that you haven't learned it, but it's good to have you on the bench learning from the veteran while that happens for a year, and you might get a little bit of playing time, but you get all that extra, extra knowledge. And then, well, right after that, let's just look at the people who did sit on the pine for a year. Carson Palmer, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Rex Grossman, J.P. Lossman, and Todd Marinovich. Yes, I said it, Todd Marinovich. Take your hands off your ears. There's no pattern here, people, because the people who went in right away, Dan Marino, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Donovan McNabb, Eli Manning, Alex Smith, Achilles Smith, Kay McNown, Tim Couch, and Patrick Ramsey. Now, there's a notable, more familiar and famous quarterbacks on list number two, the one that came in right away. But really what this says is, you know, the, and, and the second plan, let me tell you, is, of course, obviously the difference is coming in right away. Just, you're, here's your new quarterback, there's your team, hit on it, kid, go for it. And then they're off. That was that last list I read you. And you know what? People will say that doesn't make any difference. Some people will say that the odds are better that either way is good. Well, I have to disagree. I think that going in and playing right away is the way you do it. It's the way it's been done throughout all of the NFL history, just out of sheer necessity, mostly. And then there's these cases where people have the luxury of being on the the bench for a year. But let me go these names again. I'm going to go over them again. You tell me which list is better. The quarterbacks that came in and played right away, they didn't have any time in the They came in and played. Dan Marino. John Elway. Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Donovan McMahon, Eli Manning. Those are the famous names. So Tim Couch, of course, didn't make it anywhere, really. But there you go. Those are the big names. And here are the big names on the quarterbacks who set out. 
Carson Palmer, who I hear all the time in regards to Jamarcus Russell, and Drew Brees, who didn't really do anything his first couple of years because they were getting ready to get rid of his ass. And then Phillip Rivers, who really hasn't proven himself either. Drew Brees is doing okay, pretty good. The rest of these guys, forget it. Todd Marinovich, Lossman, those guys all sat out on the pine and waited too. I I say this, my theory is theory letter B, that is, throw his ass in there. Go throw his $30 million goat-smelling ass in there and let's see what happens. Trust me. Trust me, if this kid is ready to play and he can make it in this level, then he will be successful. And the fact that you could say that some of these guys were were thrown away because they were thrown in the, the, the fire too fast, I say that's some bullshit excuse because the best quarterbacks had to go in and play the game, and that's why they were the best quarterbacks because they had to go and play the game. So... As a Raider fan, I'm hoping they take Jamarcus Russell, and I hope Al makes this decision. Put that kid in there and make him play. Make him earn that money because, you know what, A, he needs to earn the money. we got to see whether he's good enough. B, the fans deserve it. I'm saying he gets the Colts game. This kid should play the whole game from the first snap to the last snap. The fact that they coddle him is some bullshit. He's a football player. Play his ass. We need him. Obviously, McCown is not the man for the job. Why they don't play Walter is not my problem. I don't know. I'd love to see him start over McCown. I don't get that either. I I just, Lane Kiffin is just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. The entire Raider Nation knows that the throwing aspect of the game is on Walter. He can do it. You've seen him do it a bunch of times. He played behind the worst offensive line in the NFL last year, and he had two victories. Give the guy a chance. Fuck. I think Lane is missing out big on this kid, and I'll, I'll be behind Walter because that's how I feel. I think that Russell should play now, and that's the way I feel about that. Okay, well, let's see now. What else do we have in store for you? Oh, that's right. Papa Monty to Oak Town. Well, it's been rumored that Monty Kiffin, it might be out of Tampa Bay. Matter of fact, in their own newspaper, TampaBay.com. Will Kiffin stay? Bucks have made no offer. Oh, this is for Lane Kiffin, of course. The Bucks can keep John Gruden on the sidelines for at least one more year without giving him an extension. But that's not the case with defensive coordinator Monty Kiffin. 
Kiffin, 67 years of age, does not have a contract beyond the end of the season. With four games remaining in the regular season, Kiffin said the Bucks have not approached him about remaining in Tampa Bay. Hmm. Not to say that the Raiders would be the only people interested, but check it out. Despite a defense that ranks fourth overall in the NFL, an improvement of 13 spots over 2006, Kiffin isn't sure when a contract might be forthcoming. Kiffin said, that I don't know, said Kiffin. It's not up to me. It's their decision, and it's always their decision. It's hard to imagine the Bucks without Kiffin, the architect of a defense that finished in the top 10 for a decade before falling to 17th last year only. But Kiffin will turn 68 in February, and he's among the highest-paid coordinators in the NFL, about $1.7 million per year. Frankly, the Glazer family appears to be taking a wait-and-see attitude about the coaching staff, but 8-4 and four is almost a lock to win in this third NFC South title in six years. Gruden would appear to be safe. Kiffin's age might appear to be a factor, but the man is more energetic than nearly anyone on the coaching staff. He is a buzzsaw, man. That said, it's possible the Bucks might be considering promoting defensive back coach Raheem Morris. Even though he's one of the higher-paid assistants, they would be able to pay him less than this current defensive coordinator. He's from, uh, oh yeah, that's where this coach comes from. He comes from, um, Morris comes from the Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. That's where he springs out of. But just pure, pure speculation would think that Kiffin might want to join his son in Oakland, even if he got less money. He'd be here with the kids and the family. Imagine what we could do with Kiffin as a defensive coordinator. I like Rob, Rob, Rob the Mob Ryan a lot, but it just seems like his defense has fallen woefully short. And with him being a first year coach, actually with Lane Kiffin as the head coach, there could be something getting ready to rumble at the end of the season if the defense doesn't show up. I tell you this, it certainly wouldn't be a bad thing if Monty Kiffin came to Oakland. That's if him and his son could work together. I don't know if I could do it with my pop. That'd be brutal. But think about it. It's something to think about, Oakland. It's something to think about. We shall see. Things will happen, as they always do in the offseason. This is just a possibility. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Let's get to it because we had avoided any longer. It's the pregame for My Little Ponies Come to Oaktown. Go Colts! 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 You wanna beat, 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 Belichick? Beat, 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 Belichick? Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. We got the only MVP, that's Peyton Manning, number 18, kick Denver, ass, and NKC. Well, Raider fans, what am I going to tell you? Could I possibly tell you that, yes, the Colts are number two ranked defense in the nation, even though they're missing two key players. And do I need to remind you of the offense? Yes, Harrison is out, but they've been making do with the players they have right now. And who knows who will come out of the backfield and burn us for 100-plus yards in the running game. Not that I'm being, not that I'm being uh, 
possibly a little negative. But after the last showing, the Oakland Raiders really need to do something. I'm hoping they stand up and play hard. I hope that they're in the game at least into the third and fourth quarter to make it interesting for the fans. And I think the only chance that we have to make that happen is for Lane Kiffin and Rob Ryan to throw the freaking conservative playbook in the fireplace. Screw it. Let's have some fancy plays. Let's have some unexpected plays. Let's have some blitzes. Let's have a bunch of different blitz packages. Because the only way you're going to stop Manning is with the blitz. It's been proven. Pressure him and he will fold. The only way we're going to be able to do that, though, is if we stop the run. Eh, 32nd in the league, I think. Actually, we're probably 25th. But mm, that's got to be pretty close to a miserable outcome because we've been giving it up big. And I mean to anybody. Nobody special. It's not LT. But anybody. Grant, Jones, Franks. You know, you name the name, my grandmother could pop 100 yards on the Raider defense right now. What is the issue? I know this. We better play hard and fast in special teams. The one thing that we might have advantage is special teams. Maybe. Maybe. But if we don't play in all three phases of the game, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a very long day in Oakland. And I mean, I'm just being honest, folks. I think we could be competitive if we play our best game. These guys are going to the playoffs. They need this game. They will be trying to win this game. It's not a game that they can just say, okay, this is another one. We're just going to take this and move them. They need this game. They have to have this win. They've got to stay with this win to keep up with the Rats. And they will make this win happen. So if we want to be spoilers, we're going to have to play them at our best game because they're going to be coming at us, folks. It's not a gimme game for them. They need this game, and they're going to come at us big time to score early and often so they can relax in the fourth quarter. That is the key here. Our defense has got to stand up now. First drive, they got to shut that shit down. If they don't do it, man, it's going to be a long afternoon. Bring your lunch and dinner because it's going to be one of them kind of days. And... At least bring your binoculars because you're going to see Jamarcus play. I hope that he just plays most of the game because I don't think Josh McCowan is really worthy. Honestly, he's a backup quarterback. He's had his chance. He has had a good chance to play. He is not a good quarterback. His arm is too weak. He cannot throw the long ball. He cannot throw a pass with velocity. And I hope we see Jamarcus get in there and score a couple touchdowns. I would love to see the fairy tale beginning of his career coming in and beating the freaking Colts at the Coliseum, beating them with his arm and legs by himself like Vince Young did last year. That would be the fairy tale ending I would hope for, Raider Nation, because that's what I'm looking for. So get your ass in the seats, and before you go to the game, you better pick up some God-blessed toys. It's a Toys for Tots drive, and the Raider Nation comes in big. I expect no less than to come in big this year. I will be bringing a toy for each one of my kids because that's what it's about for me, and I'll be bringing a toy just to give it up for somebody else. So if you're going to the game, if you're thinking about going to the game, pick your ass up a toy, and if you're not going to the game, get one anyway and drop it off at any toy donation drive that they're, like they're having in Oakland. It's a Marine Corps. Toys for Tots, baby. That's what we're talking about. 
Put it in the Toys for Tots barrel and call it good. Be part of the nation. Get a Raider toy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get a Raider football. Spread the Raider nation. But bring a toy, put it in there, be good citizens, and that's what I'm talking about right there. And, of course, Randy and I will be at this game. We'll be there. I think I'm going to bring my son, so we'll be there too. So come on by the tailgate if you're going to be there. Uh, send me an email. You know where I am. I'm right here. And let her, get a hold of me, and I'll make sure that you get on there and get some grub. I don't know what we're going to have, but we're going to have something good. We always do. And the Olsenite, too. And we'll be doing video and all that. So before I sign out, of course, I got to get to the Red Nation podcast comments forum section. All aboard! All right, well, let's see, Raider Nation. We got all kinds of things going on here. Everyone's very skeptical about this game. Okay, let's go to Mad Raiders 32. Well, Manning will likely shred the Raiders. Let's play Russell. Come on, Kiffin, let's move on. We want to make a run next season and a contention for the playoffs. Al Davis, step in and let's do this. I agree 100%, Mad Raiders, 100%. Okay, can't wait to see big number two under the center, that's for sure. Here, my good buddy, Colorado Chris. As high as we all are, or were, off the Denver win, and some were saying we may be a threat, I stayed quiet. Beating the Broncos and Chiefs was great, but honestly, they are weak. And when we matched up with the top five teams like the Packers, well, we saw how far we need to go to compete with the power teams of the NFL. I think the AFC West is goal number one. We can get back to the top of the West, then figure out how to compete with Ass Crack Chin or Mr. Commercial. <laughs> I'm out. Tommy's sister's calling. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, that's good, man, because it's true. We got to worry about the ASC West first. I've always said it, and I always mean it. Raider Rico comes in. Peter King says the Raiders will lose 40-10. to 10. Asshole of the week. Well, quite right. I'm getting sick of these Lane Kiffin back-to-college rumors. The reason I'm getting sick of it is they could be true. All too often do we see this coach's come from college to the pros, only to go back to college because it's a lot less stressful and easier. I really, really hope Lane doesn't puss out like Petrino did. Hopefully Lane will at least have enough decency to finish the season. I don't think that a sixth head coach in eight years would be a good thing. I don't care if there's eight, as long as we find the right one, Padna. I think Lane Kiffin's going to stay, even though he's not staunchly saying he is the Raiders coach and he plans on making this team playoff bound worthy or whatever he said enough to make me rest a little easy that he's not going anywhere plus Petrino got the job and what a punk ass bitch he is what a dick Petrino is a dick let me find some more of the comments here 
on the Raider Nation podcast. I have to click around and find out, you know, find where you guys are because there's there's all kinds of different uh, folders here. Okay, let's see here. Here we go. Tokai Raider, Robert Moorhead. Petrino just quit in Atlanta. I am laughing right now. Everyone said that the Raiders sucked because they couldn't get a head a good head coach like Petrino. Petrino turned down the Raiders' job and ended up coaching the dog killers like Mike Vick hanging his dogs. Petrino choked in Atlanta. I love it. <laughs> he is now rumored to be talking with Arkansas job and that Kiffin was rumored to want. He's going to take that job. He took that job, actually. And this is, is this a freaking soap opera or what? Where are all the pundits who ripped the Raiders for getting turned out by Petrino? Will they now admit that losing Petrino is no big deal? Would they admit that Lane Kiffin is better than Petrino? I doubt it. Of course, we also have to admit that the Raiders offered Petrino the job. While he would likely have been a better than Art Shell, I ain't saying much, a magic eight ball would have been better than Art Shell. Petrino would have been another in a long list of loser coaches. The Raiders could have had a hall of shame with their losing coaches. <laughs> That's for sure. Another wing we could have put on with busts of Marinovich, Daryl Russell, and Cole Ford. Oh, those names turned my stomach. We got our asses hand to us in Green Bay, so I'm laughing in Atlanta. I know if you live in a glass house, you shouldn't throw stones. Or what the hell? Atlanta sucks. <laughs> they do suck. And as a matter of fact, they should suck our ass and try to take one of our quarterbacks from us, but they're too fucking cheap to do it. Ugh. We, you know, we should get some money for for uh, Walter because he's a good quarterback. Okay. So let's see. Oh, there's another one. Tokai Raider comes in. An ESPN.com article is, as supposed top 10 assistant coaches ready to be head coaches. The list includes both Ryans. I don't think so. Rex and Rob. And one whose name stands alone and makes him ineligible. Clandy Pendergast. That's right. Clandy Pendergast. The DC for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, maybe you guys... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this guy is a giant who grew up knocking asses wherever people made fun of his name. Otherwise, I'd have to I'd have a hard time rallying behind someone named Clancy Pendergast. <laughs> then again, Lane Kiffin isn't exactly a super macho name either. But Clancy Pendergast? Coach Clancy? Coach Penderglast? You better come up with a, a a different name, Padna. Maybe we need a coach naming game like the game where you take the name of your first pet and then the street you lived on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Better than Clancy Pendergast, any name would be. It would be probably the, it would probably be popular at some podunk college. Well, probably so. But shit, maybe he's the best coach in the NFL, NFL too. You never know, man. I, you just don't know. We're starting to talk about draft picks now. Ugh. I cannot believe this. People are tired of hearing about Kiffin. People are tired of hearing about losing. Uh, Jeff doesn't want doesn't want to hurt his cats this week, and I, I don't blame him for that at all. Um. 
Let me go here. I got one more I got to do. I got to do SeaTac Raider Lady. Where are you in the big scheme of things? Okay. SeaTac Raider Lady comes in. She's got a long post, so come on. I really wish McCown would figure things out. Either suck consistently or play well. I'm tired of this back and forth crap. What the fuck is going wrong? What's wrong with him? He's supposed to play at an NFL level. The way he's going right now, my daughter's high school team could kick his ass. And while we're at it, I think high school coaches' playbook is more excellent than Lane Kiffin's. Ooh, a hit on the coach. I agree. I hope I can see the game this week, but the way things have been going, I think I may be not wanting to watch so they can win a game because she thinks, of course, when she watches – uh, they lose a game. If that was the case, we all would not be watching at all. Now, she makes an interesting point about Kiffin's play calling. Like I said, Kiffin has got to change his play calling. He's got to be more aggressive. We have got to make things happen. We have got to make things happen. And the only way it's going to happen is if we get imaginative and, and try things that are different. So what? We're going to lose anyway. What the? You've got to lose. Nothing. Give Russell those long plays, man. Give him the opportunity to air it out. Let's see what happens. Fargus is injured. we got nothing to lose. I ain't going to say any more about that other than thank you, Raider Nation, for hanging with us this week. It's been a tough week. Randy's got a cold. Whatever. I know. The podcast is late. Whatever. I know. And I've been late, so I'm going to have to say later. Actually, what I will say is this. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Raider Nation.